The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that I won't surprise you didn't prepare. My name is Greg Tucker. <laughs> I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. And I do mean mediocre, and I do mean internet show. Uh, I am sitting here, sitting over there in Mission Control in the jump seat today, uh, making us sound good. And theoretically, making us look as good as we can. We try. It's actually pickle. Yeah, that's a difficult job for uh, our camera three here, which would be that camera. Ooh, burn. <laughs> We're getting started early here. Wake up. Good morning. It's okay. I mean, look, I <laughs> um, just really struggle with my self-confidence these days. So uh, it's, it's good. Today is uh, Thursday, October 17th. <laughs> 42 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 839, 839, the Aaron Parada episode. I hurt Tepper's feelings. Oh, look at him. Show. Today's show, we're going an hour. We'll do it live. If it will do live. Uh, we are going to um, do Thursday thoughts. Some uh, some Thursday games across the Lone Star State. Um, we have our... Um, Jay Plotkin has our normal uh, Thursday preview up on TexasFootball.com. We will run through the biggest games across the state tonight. No college action tonight, but we do have a variety of intriguing, let's call it, Thursday night action. We'll get to that. We will then uh, hear from... I didn't tweet about this, and I feel bad about it. I guess I'll have to do it at some point. We were, like, saving the hype, though. Like, this is, yeah. a, this is a big reveal, kind of, honestly. So we have a Pro Football Hall of Famer on. Uh, we yesterday, uh, thanks to our friends at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, we got hooked up with Kenny Houston, and it was really uh, cool. The 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 uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer had a great conversation with him. We will hear from Kenny Houston, the Hall of Famer, coming up here uh, in a bit. Back half of the program, we will have the picks, my high school football predictions for Week Eight of the Texas high school football season, and then we'll round it all out with free money, my college football picks against the spread. Mm. So. Uh, we do have first four through the door. Mm-hmm. If we want to go ahead and get to that, it was Rob Hatt- Hathaway, Christopher Meese, and Daniel Agnew. Hello. Uh, Step is also back in Texas, and my mom commented and said, Mama Pickle is in the house. Good job, Trish. <laughs> that one gave me a good laugh. Do you guys... <laughs> it's wanna, a pickle wanna, thing. I, I it runs wanna, in the I family. Ask you, I want to ask you a question. How yeah. long have you been the producer of this show? Um... I don't know, like a month-ish probably now. Do you realize mm-hmm. that in a month, you've completely taken over the program? Yeah, that's I, I roll up and I do stuff. I roll up and I do <laughs> stuff, said a professional <laughs> word person. I just, the only professional thing. Professional talker, the only Ashley thing, Pickle. Uh, you are paid to talk. Yeah. And you, and you came, what you came up with was. Yeah, my brother, my brother, my brother, when he got his first job, he's a board op at the radio station in Lano, Texas. And that was, we asked him the first time we go, Jake, well, what did you do? Like, how'd it go? And he goes, oh, I kind of rolled up and did stuff. And ever since then, that's just, yeah, it's been a saying that we've always used. So okay. that's. That's what, that's what I like Shout to do. Shout out to the Pickle family. Uh, and the only thing I take over on is free, or not free money. I wish I could take over on that, but uh, first four through the door, I feel like. All right, let's get into our <laughs> Thursday preview. Jay Plotkin, our friend, uh, has uh, his Thursday games to watch up on TexasFootball.com. And it's a, it's a nice slate of, of games across the state. I do want to shout out one particular game that I feel like is not going to get its due. Um, and, and there's probably a good reason for it. It's because it's a bad game. Um, it's, it's a game that is probably not going to be close. Um, or City at 1-5 taking on New Diana at 4-2. Uh, I want to shout this game out because, and this is true, I have been to this game. I have been to the New Diana or City game. This was a couple of years ago. Um, the Dearly Departed Max and I went out there to, um, uh, to New Diana for a Thursday night uh, affair. 
And you're probably asking yourself, and Ashley, you're probably asking yourself. I am. New Diana and Orr City. Um, like Why? New Diana has their own has their own stadium. Why are they playing on a Thursday night? Do you know why they're playing on a Thursday night? Why it intrigue us? Why don't you? There's there's probably people trying to get to their uh, their their, uh, their comments. Yes, <laughs> because the third week in October, which is what this is, that is a fact, is the East Texas Yamboree. Ooh, that now is, that's fun. It is the Yamboree. It is the uh, the Yam Festival out there in Gilmer, and as a result. As a result, there are a number of schools that move their football games to Thursday because you get the day off on Friday to yep. go to the Yamboree. That is awesome. It's awesome. And so I will always shout out Gilmer. <laughs> and there are other games. There are other games out in East Texas. I think, does Gilmer play on Thursday night? They might, Or no, they play Pleasant Grove, so they don't. Um, but they've got, there, are, there are a number of games out there in East Texas that do get moved to Thursday or Saturday so that Kids can have Friday off to go to the Amber. That is so awesome. Yes. We so. used to do that for uh, stock shows down in Lano. So many students participated in uh, Cowtown events that we had to uh, move school or else we wouldn't get our funding. It's the it's the 83rd annual East Texas Yamboree going out there in Gilmer uh, this weekend. Uh, it is It celebrates, this is according to the Wikipedia page, uh, <laughs> celebrates the sweet potato, also called a yam in the United States, as a former cash crop drawing thousands of tourists to the city for the occasioning, occasion. There are two parades. There's wow. A, there's a barn dance. There's Ooh. a livestock show. There's a marching contest. There's a carnival. And most importantly, because I believe she did the coin flip at the game last the last time I went, they crown the queen of the Amberie. That is so awesome. They have a coronation. The queen of the and a, They have a pageant and a coronation. It is awesome. I love everything. So basically, are we saying that the show tomorrow is going to be live from the Amberie? Can we make that happen one year? I'm not the producer of this program. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like it's up to you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, other games. We're going to go from way out east to way out west. Uh, El Paso and El El Paso Franklin, El Paso Coronado go on in the annual West Side Bowl tonight. Uh, Franklin um, is um, probably, you know, they're coming off that loss to, uh, to America's. And um, that is this is this is kind of a game to get right back on track. Coronado is down. Coronado is struggling right now, um, and they had uh, they they have been cruising. They lost last week to Americas. Get back on the get back on the good foot. You know, don't let one loss beat you twice. They're a big favorite in this one against a struggling Coronado team. But it is a rivalry game, and this should be you know this is the kind of game that if you're Coronado, you can jumpstart your season in a big hurry with a win tonight out there in El Paso. Staying out west, but going up north to Amarillo. Uh, there is a another rivalry game, crosstown rivalry between Amarillo, the Sandys, and Palo Duro uh, going on tonight. Um, Palo Duro is a, a squad that is is three and four on the year. Uh, one of the big problems for Palo Duro this year uh, has been. Uh, let me make sure I, I check this and I don't put my foot in my mouth. Um, their defense has been relatively. Um, it's struggled a little bit. And so, as a result, they need to probably figure that out um, this this week against a, an Amarillo squad that is is you know still in the hunt, looking pretty good. That is that is certainly a game to keep an eye on. Is Paladero and Amarillo um, out there in in the Panhandle? Uh, elsewhere, way down south, a pretty big. Um, there is a pretty big game in the Rio Grande Valley tonight, uh, as PSJ Southwest uh, takes on. Um, Mission Veterans Memorial, PSJA Southwest is um, is kind of bobbing along in that they're right on that cusp of the playoff of the playoffs. They're 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 the kind of team that's either going to finish fourth, fifth, or sixth. This is a big game for them. If they can go and they can steal one against Mission Veterans Memorial, that would be huge. Now Mission Vets, their their offense has not been what we have come to expect from them, probably because Landry Gilpin's not there. But their defense has more than stepped up. That's the big key for this one in Southwest. Can the Havelinas get some offensive firepower going? If they can, then they will be right back in the mix. This would be a huge win for them if they could pull it off. But they are make no mistake, they are underdogs. 
ranked team in action tonight, Klein Oak, uh, the number of Tim team or number twenty three team rather, in Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, who's on a roll right now. They hope to keep their roll going against Conroe Oak Ridge, who is hungry to get back in the race. This is another game that more or less for Oak Ridge is kind of an elimination game. They need to really steal one of these games if they're gonna if they're gonna get back into it. Their offense just hasn't necessarily been up to snuff and right now the way that Klein Oak is playing, this is one of those teams that is, I think that, how do I want to say this? I think they are more hot than they are great, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. in the sense that I think they're playing above their head right now and they believe they can beat anybody in the world. Um, and that is a very dangerous team. You do not want to run into Klein Oak right now, but Conroe Oak Ridge will do that tonight. That game's on the NFHS Network if you're interested. Also down there in the Rio Grande Valley tonight, uh, a battle for uh, a battle in District 31-6A. Uh, as Westlaco East takes on Edinburgh North uh, in a battle of uh, two uh, two teams that are are trying to trying to keep things kind of going in different directions in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know Westlaco, Westlaco East uh, is off that two and zero start in non district or in district play, uh, most notably led by what has been absolutely outstanding defense. Edinburgh North is two and five, but they've kind of they've won the the two wins are important ones or district wins. Uh, their defense has played better in the past couple of weeks but it still has not been overall very good. That's going to be a big thing, especially stopping the run. Uh, you know, Westlaco East is a team that runs the ball uh, with Russell Garza and Ramsey Vasquez. It's going to be up to this uh, Edinburgh North defense to slow them down to give them a shot in this district game. Another state-ranked team, the number six team in 6A, South Lake Carroll is in action tonight against Keller Fossil Ridge. Um, I will be honest, it would be pretty surprising if Fossil Ridge gave them much bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because... South Lake Carroll is absolutely rolling right now. But Fossil Ridge is, is, is struggling to find an identity, especially offensively. This is a team uh, that has played six games and has scored 83 points on the year. That is not going to cut it. They've got to find up. Uh, they've got to find something to do. Now, the one thing that they, that, that they have to lean on is that of late, the KFR defense has been pretty good. The past three weeks, the defense has actually been very good. Uh, if they can continue this trend, maybe they can scare South Lake Carroll a little bit. Um, but it's been since 2003 that uh, that that Carroll. This is an interesting fact here in um, in Jay Pluckin's uh, rundown on TexasFootball.com. It's been since 2003 since Carroll lost a regular season game with a coach named Dodge on the sideline. That is also That's a fact. Crazy. That yes. is crazy because they didn't have Hal Wallace in between that. But mm-hmm. um, the the Dodge the Dodge era. Uh, whether it's it's um, it's Riley or whether it is Todd, they have not lost a regular season game since 2003. Quinn Ewers is absolutely rolling right now. Interesting test though with a Fossil Ridge defense that has, that has been giving people trouble, but it's just hard to see that offense scoring enough. Is no, yeah, he's a that kid's a baller. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, another game that I think is a little bit under the radar in this in uh, tonight. Uh, going on is I'm interested in seeing what Dallas Madison does tonight against Kemp. These are two teams that are 1-0 and in district play. I think I, I think it's fair to say that Kemp has kind of underachieved our expectations this year, most notably because their, their, their offense has just gone MIA. Mm-hmm. It just has not showed up. And I think Dallas Madison is one of the more underrated teams in the state. I really like this Trojans team. They're 5-1 and on the year. Um, they have been absolutely sensational uh, this year, uh, you know, all, all year long. I think we're all kind of waiting for that Mad- Madison and Malakoff game, but this game, I think there's a fair argument to be said. Now, Life Oak Club's going to have something to say about it. But I think there's a fair argument to be said to say that uh, this is for second place in that district. Um, if Kemp can find, you know, a little bit of traction, then they're going to be in the mix. But for me, uh, I am very interested in, uh, in in this game down there. And then, of course, it's the, one of the Amber games out there in New Diane or City. Of course, you can read uh, Jay Plotkin's Thursday preview at TexasFootball.com. So go and check that out. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, all for a low price at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Yesterday, we had the great pleasure, courtesy of our friends at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, uh, we got hooked up with Kenny Houston, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, the Lufkin product, the Prairie View A&M product, a Texas legend. Uh, he is part of the Gridiron Legends program that they have there uh, with, the, um, with the Texas Bowl. We had a great conversation with the Hall of Famer. Here's our conversation with Pro Football Hall of Famer Kenny Houston here on Texas Football Today. 
The Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, along with the Wells Fargo, proud sponsors of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week and Year Award this Friday. We're going to be out at the Lufkin versus Tomball game at Tomball ISD Stadium to celebrate our great partnership and give fans the opportunity to not only interact with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award, which is pretty cool, but also to celebrate the epic players of Texas football lore through the Gridiron Legends program. The Gridiron Legends program honors individuals who have made a significant contribution to the game of football in the state of Texas, either the high school, college, or pro level, uh, and boy, we've got a one on the phone now. Pro Football Hall of Famer Kenny Houston joins us today, courtesy of our friends at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. as one of their gridiron legends, and he's a legend indeed. 12-time Pro Bowler, 49 career interceptions uh, with the Oilers and the Redskins. Mr. Houston, really appreciate your time today. Hey, listen, thank you guys for what you do, and uh, I could do, I'm happy to do anything to help because you guys do so much for Texas football, even football period, so I just feel good about being here. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Houston, you know, growing up in Lufkin, you played your college football at, at Prairie View A&M, and then you get drafted by the Oilers. Uh, you know, you know football in this state better than almost anybody. Um, uh-huh. Can you tell us why football, why you think football in this state is so special? You know what? It, it's really interesting because I came from a team of like 35 guys. That was, you know, uh, from sophomores on up to, to seniors. And... Uh, out of the 35 guys, I think six of us ended up playing pro ball, and that was way back. You know, I didn't think much of it at the time, and then when I started to really follow tech football, I really have no idea. I think probably because of the culture, uh, the Friday night lights, The uh, I think guys grew up, even, everybody thinks about playing football, and it's encouraged. So, I think that's just a part of what we do here in Texas, and uh, I have to be a part of that. You know, the the NFL, I think, has has changed so much since since you've played. You know, especially the rules for defensive backs have changed so drastically. It seems like you can you can barely put the hands on a receiver. And you were a guy who, you know, aside from being a ball hawk, you were also pretty physical out there. How how do you think you would have fared in today's NFL? Well, I, maybe I, I would have been real good up until the first time, and I would have had, <laughs> I would have had to change my game. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those situations that uh, I look at it all the time, and I'm wondering how can you cover? I mean, how can how can you do it? If it unless it comes to a no touch rule, and somebody's going to be at a disadvantage, they're letting them play a little bit more this year than they have in years past. But it's it's very difficult to be uh, a defensive back, and I see a great defensive back being one of the top paid positions in the league. So you're going to find a lot more athletes going to the defensive back position. You know, speaking of of receivers, it seems like you played against some of the all time greatest receivers. You know, in, in your career, whether it's Paul Warfield or. or or Lynn Swan, or Drew Pearson. Uh, is there one in particular that you look back on and, and you think, man, I'm glad I don't have to face him anymore? <laughs> you know, it, it is so many great receivers. I mean, there's a lot of good, but the one that's least talked about is uh, Hall of Famer Lance Allworth. Mm-hmm. And he was not a flamboyant guy. He just caught the football, and he could run and play. So, you know, there, I mean, when you come to see, you know, you're talking about Bob Page, you're talking about all kind of receivers, but uh, the one that he's admitted more than anyone else, you know, you got Charlie Taylor from Grand Prairie, and it's really hard when you get to uh, naming receivers because uh, they're good uh, on every team, and um, I was with Drew Pearson yesterday. He's going to all-time great. You, you can just go on and on, so I don't want to get <laughs> in that deal, but the one least mentioned is Lance Allworth. Yeah, he was he was something special. We're talking with Kenny Houston, the Pro Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, I know that you're partial to the state of Texas, but you did play in one of the most intense rivalries in sports with the Redskins when you played the Redskins with Redskins and, and Cowboys. So I guess, you know, it, it, it tells me, you know, you said you, you were in the same room with, with Drew Pearson yesterday, and, and, and I want to know, uh, can you be in the same room with Roger Staubach without wanting to tackle him? Well, I, I'd say... Uh you know, if it was Roger Staubach, I'd go Redskins and who? <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, old old rivalries right. die hard. Right, right. No, he, you know, Roger is the uh, state of Texas, really. Uh, he was everything that was meant to be uh, in a quarterback position. 
a fierce competitor. I mean, really, really fierce. I don't think anybody realized how fierce competitor he was. So when uh, when you played against Roger Staubach and the Tom Landry team, they got the juices uh, flowing. But, you know, it's one of those games that uh, you could have played 11 weeks in a row and you would have had uh, different results because both of the teams were so competitive. But uh, I'm happy to have played in the era when it meant so much. And anytime I see it, I saw Walt Garrison yesterday, too. And uh, Walt Garrison uh, made my Monday night football thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I, and I told him, you know, after all these years. So it was, it was, it was, it was good to see those guys. But uh, the Cowboys, you know, they, they wear that ring for a reason. Yeah, well, I'm sure Walt Garrison had nothing to say, too. I'm sure he was real quiet, sitting in the corner, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, Walt's a great guy. I was, you know, I was, I was shocked to see him, but it, it was the same Walt, you know. Mm-hmm. I got, I was up close, and I was, you know, kind of feeling his muscles and stuff to see what kind of man was this I stopped, you know. But I'm still the one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Finally... <clears throat> You know, connecting with your community has always been important to you. I know that that's, that's something that, that you've always valued here, especially here in the state of Texas. How have you been able to connect in the Houston area uh, thanks to your affiliation with the Academy Sports and Outdoors and, and, and the Gridiron Legends program? Well, I, I think it's connecting with football fans. And uh, once they uh, deem you uh, reachable, uh, you're just another guy and you, you like to talk football and football is not a mystery and you make them feel like that. Yeah, you can you, you can you can fit in anywhere, and I would I would like to think that I was that personality. I only started playing football when I was a sophomore in high school, so I did some things before that. I was a pitcher and a golfer and stuff like that. And uh, once I put the game away, then I put the game away, and I became I went back to being the original Kenneth Houston. So football is something that I did, but I was a person first, and I'm a person now, so I can associate with it. I can uh, I can leave it there. It wasn't that I was great. It was the things that I did that just a cut above, and there's so many guys that could have filled my position. I would say you were a cut above. He's Kenny Houston. He is the Pro Football Hall of Famer uh, joining us courtesy of our friends at the Academy of Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl and their Gridiron Legends program. Uh, Mr. Houston, I really appreciate your time. Um, uh, you know, Thank you for everything that you've done for, for football in the state of Texas, and, and thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, and, and go Panthers. Thank you so very much. There he is, Kenny Houston. Good fate. The uh, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer joining us here on Text Football today. Always a thrill. And by the way, that I told Ashley that, so so we called him on his cell phone. So now I told Ashley that I wouldn't use it. Don't abuse it. <laughs> but you can now save a Pro Football Hall of Famer's number in your cell phone. That's pretty cool. It's one of like, the perks. One of the perks of this job. Yeah, that's Once just in a while, insane. You're like, oh, hey, that's that's kind of cool. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good like. Uh, it's a good conversation that's topic. A, that's a good, like, yeah, a good good cocktail party. Like, yeah. Uh, thing. Oh, by well, the way, uh, I don't know. I just got one of the greatest defenders of all time, time here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate Kenny Houston hopping on with us, and thanks to our friends at the Sports Outdoors Texas Bowl, or Academy Sports Outdoors Texas Bowl, for hooking us up with him. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Week 8 of the Texas High School Ball season kicks off here in just a couple of hours. Big games all across the state, including... Six matchups of unbeatens. Here are my predictions for week eight of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. We enter the home stretch of the Texas high school football season and the push for the playoffs begins now. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football on TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Into October we go in earnest, and this means that the weather's cooling off, but the Texas high school football action is just heating up. We've got huge games all across the state, and it's not just that these games are district games, but we're also getting a number of games where we're getting kind of a playoff preview. Teams uh, that figure to be contenders going at it head-to-head. It's an exciting time of year. A lot of interesting games around the state. We start in Austin.
7 o'clock Friday night at Gupton Stadium in Cedar Park. It is a 5A slugfest between the Cedar Park Timberwolves and the Hutto Hippos. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the other matchup. So we're going to pay a lot of attention to what happens when the Hutto offense takes aim at this Cedar Park defense, and we will get to that, don't you worry. But I'm really interested in the other side of this matchup as well. You know, the Hutto defense has been really excellent all year long, but have they been tested like they're going to be against Cedar Park? Ryder Hernandez, the quarterback for Cedar Park, has really found his groove. He was absolutely sensational last week, and this offense is starting to hum. Now, Hutto has an outstanding linebacker in Jason Vogelpohl, and they're going to need a big game from him as well as the entire Hutto defense. So to me, while all the headlines are going to be about Hutto's offense against Cedar Park's defense, what happens on the other side? Key number two, Hutto's senior core. You know, Hutto lost their superstar quarterback from last year, Chase Griffin. He's off at UCLA now. And sophomore quarterback Grayson Doggett has stepped up in a big way to really keep this Hutto attack humming. But he is kind of the only underclassman on this offense. The rest of this attack is really experienced and really senior-laden. Running back Makai Kimball and wide receiver Dejon Harrison are just a few of these outstanding seniors who provide not only great experience but great leadership to this offense. So while a lot of attention is going to be paid to the sophomore quarterback, can these seniors step up in a big game? In key number three, Cedar Park's turnover margin. You know about the Black Rain defense, the outstanding and traditionally strong defense for the Timberwolves, and Coach Carl Absek has kept that thing humming every single year. Uh, but the thing that they are most known for is forcing turnovers. They're known for coming up with that big play, and to wit, when they force turnovers, they tend to win. Go back to their season opener against Vandegrift, their only loss of the year. Cedar Park was minus two in the turnover margin. Since then, in the six wins that they've had, they're plus eight total in turnover margin. This is the key. Can Cedar Park not only protect the ball, but force a couple of big plays? Who am I picking? I'm going with Cedar Park. I know it's a bit of an upset as far as the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings are concerned, but I really like the way that Cedar Park is playing right now. This offense has hit a new gear. Quarterback Ryder Hernandez has been terrific. And I'm, more importantly, I think the offensive line has really stepped up. That's a huge, huge advantage, I think, for Cedar Park. Going up against a Hutto defense that has been good, but I want to see them pass this big test. Now, look, Grayson Doggett, the quarterback for Hutto, is absolutely capable of taking this game over and going up against the Cedar Park defense is going to be really fun to watch. But I think being at home helps. I think Cedar Park's senior-laden defense makes the difference. I think the Timberwolves bring home a critical win. That Cedar Park versus Hutto matchup is obviously huge, but there are, believe it or not, six matchups of undefeated teams in week eight of the Texas high school football season. So why don't we just spotlight each and every one of them. We start 7 p.m. Friday night at Eagle Stadium in Decatur as unbeaten Springtown takes on unbeaten Decatur. And if you like superstars on the offense, you are going to love this game. Springtown running back Cameron Rickett has been fantastic. And their quarterback, Camden Chesney, I think has been really underrated. For Decatur, we knew they were going to score, and they have. Quarterback Roman Fuller is in complete command of this offense, and their running game with Gunnar Ragsdale has really stepped up. The difference for me in this game is defense, and that's where I think Springtown may have the big advantage. Linebacker Ricky Brown leads what I think is an under-the-radar Porcupines defense. I think that is the difference. Give me Springtown over Decatur. 7 o'clock Friday night at Tommy Briggs Stadium in The Colony. It's a 5A match above unbeatens as Frisco Lone Star takes on The Colony. And this is a game we've pretty much had circled ever since The Colony made their presence known with a win over Frisco Reedy in non-district play. You know, we've talked about how Frisco Lone Star has looked every bit the part of the number one team in 5A Division One. Quarterback Garrett Rangel has been terrific. Wide receiver Marvin Mims might be the best player in the state right now. And their defense has been absolutely sensational. Well, they're taking on a team from the colony that has kind of reinvented itself uh, on the fly. Coach Rudy Rangel has kind of overhauled this offense, and it's paid huge dividends. Uh, quarterback Mikey Harrington is really slinging it right now. They've got an outstanding individual playmaker in Miles Price out wide, and their defense makes plays. They have 30 sacks on the year. That is going to be a big key for the colony. Can they get pressure on Garrett Rangel, make him uncomfortable? I think right now, Frisco Lone Star is playing too well for anybody really to touch them at this point. I think that this game may be the closest we've seen from Frisco Lone Star, at least since their win over Highland Park. But I think the Rangers keep rolling. Give me Lone Star.
Let's go to 2A, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Weimar Stadium in Weimar as the Shiner Comanches take on the Weimar Wildcats in a battle of unbeatens. And, you know, Ravondre Wicks, the running back uh, for Weimar, has been sensational, averaging more than 170 yards per game on the ground. But I think the defense is really what shines for this Wildcats team, led by linebacker Vicente Cabrera. You know, we haven't talked a ton about Shiner this year. And this is a team that I think, because they've been absolutely bludgeoning people, they have outscored their opponents by more than 300 points this season. Uh, they just kind of been bobbing along, and maybe it's because Refurio has been taking up a lot of attention in Region 4, but this Comanches team is really good. Running back Donye Taylor has been exceptional, and their defense is absolutely crushing people. I actually think this game has a chance to be pretty low scoring with two defenses uh, really leading the way, but I lean towards the Comanches in this one. Give me a shiner. Back up to 5A, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium and College Station. A&M Consolidated takes on unbeaten Katie Pato. And you know, A&M Consolidated passed a big test last week against an undefeated team when they drubbed Lamar Consolidated thanks to quarterback Gage Paul and some big plays from wide receiver Devin Price. Not to mention, I think their defense really impressed me last week. That's a big-time Lamar Consolidated offense, and they were able to shut them down, led by their defensive back, Bryce Linder. Katie Payton, what a story that they are. Just in their second varsity season, already undefeated. Their coach, B.J. Gotti, has built them into a power in a hurry. Uh, but this is their big test. Their running back, Jonathan Jolly, has been terrific. Uh, but their opponents are just 9-28 and 28 on the season. The big question is, has Payton been tested? They're in for a big test in this one. Right now, I think A&M Consolidated is rolling in such a way that big play offense is hitting on all cylinders, and that defense starting to hit its stride, that's scary. I like the Tigers in this one. Let's go to 3A, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Indian Stadium in Tuscola as unbeaten Wall takes on unbeaten Jim Ned, and this one is going to be fun. You know, I think that from a perception perspective, both these teams are pretty similar. You know, Wall has a big-time offense led by quarterback Mason Fuchs and an outstanding running back in Chase Rios. That flex bone attack is really humming. But the defense, I think, has been the real star led by Joe Morrison in the front seven. You know, on the other side for Jim Ned, they also have a really big offense with quarterback Riley Perry and a bevy of weapons around him. But I think the defense has been the star. Uh, they have an outstanding defense that has pitched four shutouts in their six games, and that is going to be where this game is won and lost. Both of these defenses are going to face, in my opinion, their biggest challenge to date. This game is going to be close. I think it's going to be really hard-hitting and physical, but I think I lean towards Wall in a squeaker. Give me the Hawks. And let's round it out in 5A, 7 o'clock Friday night at Freedom Field in Iowa Colony as Friendswood takes on Alvin Shadow Creek in another battle of unbeatens. And what a win for Friendswood last week, turning District 10 5A Division 1, which really might be the best district in all of Texas, upside down with an upset win over Richmond Foster. Quarterback Luke Gurdon has been really exceptional, and you got to believe that they believe they can beat anybody right now. That defense came up with big plays at the big moment. Well, here's anybody in Alvin Shadow Creek. This team has not skipped a beat. Uh, we knew their defense was going to be special, led by their safety, Xavier Alford, but I would argue that that offense is even more dangerous with quarterback Kyron Jones at the helm. Right now, this game comes down to whether or not Friendswood is able to find any sort of traction offensively against what's been a lights-out Shadow Creek defense. I think this game has a chance to be pretty close and potentially high-scoring. But for now, I think the Sharks bring home another win and stay undefeated. But those are far from the only big games in Week 8 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Wimberley over Bandera. Waco Connolly gets by Mejia in that wild Central Texas district. And I like Seeley to beat El Campo. Sherilyn Pioneer beats rival Sherilyn. Give me Sabine to stay perfect with a win over West Rusk. And I like Mesquite in a high-scoring shootout over Tyler Lee. Rogers over Hamilton. Rockdale over Troy. And East Bernard beats Ganado. Paul Pewitt beats DeKalb. Palmer stays hot with a win over Edgewood. And I like Converse Judson to beat Smithson Valley. Hughes Springs over Hooks. Fort Bend Travis beats Fort Bend Ridgepoint. I think Corpus Christi Flower Bluff just barely over Corpus Christi Miller. Canatillo over El Paso Riverside. Give me Bremont over Granger. And Abernathy takes down Coahoma. Some very close games to call. I like Beeville Jones over Gonzalez. Give me Arlington Martin over rival Arlington. And give me Waco La Vega over Stephenville. Stratford over Vega. San Augustine beats Groveton. And in a big game in Central Texas, I like Round Rock over Stony Point. Pleasant Grove in a close one over Gilmer. Give me Lubbock Cooper 
over Wichita Falls Rider, and I Like Gunner over Wichita Falls City View. Atascacita outslugs Pasadena Adobe, and in our six-man game of the week, I like Blum over Covington. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? It comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week eight of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There it is. My picks for week eight of the Texas high school season. Per usual, I, I will guarantee <laughs> that I got at least one of those right. Yeah, that's up on YouTube, too, and on TexasFootball.com if you want to replay it and laugh at me. <clears throat> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. We've welcomed in our intrepid reporter and um, award-winning journalist, Ishmael Johnson. Oh. Hello, Ishmael. Oh, hello. How I didn't doing? know I was award-winning. What did I get? What did I get? Did you just go along with it? <laughs> <laughs> no one would no, know. No, I my award. Nobody <laughs> oh, hey. Okay. <laughs> we just, look, clearly Vince doesn't want it. Want it. Right. Yeah, so we, it's been 838 times so. we've asked him. Uh, anyway, I'm okay um, we brought Ishmael in here because we have a very, very important thing to do. And that is to bring back America's favorite segment, Mm -mm. free money! Free money! Ish, please just shake your head. Our college football picks against the spread. I just, I tune it out. Thank you. God, this is why I love having Ish Ish in here. Hey, listen, listen. Ish is lukewarm on free money. That's, that's very generous. (laughs) That is very generous. Our college football picks against the spread. (laughs) Finally. Uh, I'll be honest. Look. Look, this is this is the honesty corner. You guys have come to trust Ooh. me as your internet friend, right? You've come to trust <laughs> have me. Have they? Last week, rough week, not good. Love to hear it. Oh yeah, we two, just love to hear it's a it. Good thing. Two and five. Oh, oh beautiful. Looks like we might have to stop this. Two and five. Oh my goodness. Two and five. Thirty seventeen and three on the year. Still thirteen games above five hundred. But you know what? I'll be honest. This is so good. We need a bounce back. We need a bounce do, back here. I mean, I we love could just this. Do it. This we, has been my favorite intro to free money so far. We need to so bounce back, and uh, I, I'm feeling good about a number of these picks this week. And so, let's start, Ashley, with the first game. Uh, let me pull it up here. God, that was a good intro to free money. Um, Iowa State at Texas Tech, 11 a.m. Saturday. Iowa State favored on the road by 7. Which is a little bit weird, but I think that it's, it's basically, I don't think they have figured out, I don't think Vegas has figured out that Iowa State's probably not that great. Is that weird? To their say? offense is actually really solid. Yeah, like they've re- they're really mm-hmm. a fi- they're one of the top. I mean, they're honestly probably like top twenty yeah. in terms of efficiency. Their offense, their offense is good. Yeah. And, and and especially they um when they throw, they push the ball down the field, which is going to be a problem for Tech. Yeah. Um, that because they have been susceptible to the the, the long pass play, mm-hmm. uh, but they have a pretty balanced offense. But their defense is just is just. Is not very good, nope. um, and I think that that's a place where I think that uh, Tech is going to be able to uh, to feast, especially if they're able to run the ball. They're able to run the ball, but here's the other thing, and this is why I'm taking Tech more than anything. Okay, this is why I'm taking Tech. Okay, I think they feel like they should have won last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they're coming home, mm-hmm. taking on an Iowa State team that that I think is beatable, and I think they, I, th- I think being at home. I've said before on this show, I think tech at home is a different animal than tech on the road. I think Jet Zuffy's finding a stride. I think this team is, is playing well. I like tech plus seven. I could be talked into a tech money line, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to uh, because I don't have to. I'm going to go tech plus seven in this one. I think they're able to at least keep this thing close. Big test for the defense, but I think mm-hmm. they're going to be able to, to come through. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, you want me to pick two? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, I, I, I think no. tech. Oh, you should oh, to the next one. Okay. Goodness. Uh, I mean, like, Iowa State's offense is really, really efficient. Mm-hmm. But I think Shahan brought up a good point on Republic of Football. By the way, listen, this week yeah. we also make picks. Um, they haven't played anyone. Yeah. Or they haven't mm-hmm. looked good against anyone that anyone of significance. Um, yeah, like, what is, like, this is an honest question. Yeah. What is Iowa State's best result? Mm, right now, I'm pulling up their schedule. It might be a loss. Their best Taylor. result <laughs> is probably... A loss to Baylor. Yeah. I mean, they, they looked pretty good in their win over TCU. They That's did. fair. That's they did. Fair. They looked really good against TCU, yeah. but also TCU's defense is not looking as dominant as we've seen in the past. Yeah. No. Um, I'm going to go Tech to cover. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Tech, 
talk about seven. It's also What's, Lubbock in October. Uh, so. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um, up next, we have Houston traveling to Connecticut to take on the Yukon Huskies. 11 a.m. on Saturday as well. Houston favored by 22 on the road. Okay. Don't watch this game. Okay. Yeah, first and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost. This is a bad game. This is a bad game, and you should feel bad if you watch this game. It's really bad. You're going to feel bad. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be good. Yeah. Don't watch this game. This game's going to be ugly. Yeah. And this is the thing. I, I, I think we've now figured out that Houston's win over North Texas a couple of weeks ago was some combination of like a momentum, like a just like a like a bounce back mm-hmm. after a rough week, and North Texas not being as good as we thought they were. Right. I think we've now figured that out. I think yeah. last week against Cincinnati kind of showed what they really are, which it was is a comeback to reality moment. It was, right. which is a team that is a middle of the road AAC team. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Okay, I mean this as sincerely as possible. And I freely recognize what I'm saying as somebody who covers some of the other teams that are in this conversation. Okay? UConn is trash horse. (laughs) They are so bad. Okay? (laughs) They are not good at basically anything. Mm -mm. They are they are not a good offense. Nope. They are not a good they are they are a, a horrifying defense. They are a very, very bad defense. Um, they are 120. Let, let's just, I mean, if you just go on total offense, mm-hmm. total offense, yeah. okay? Offensively, they're 124th. Defensively, they're 125th. Mm-hmm. They're only 130 teams in the nation. <laughs> the only thing that scares me a little bit is it is UConn, it, it's on the road and a big spread. Sure. 22 is a lot. That's more than three touchdowns, mm-hmm. not to do math for you. That is a long, and what is the weather going to be like in East Hartford? Hartford CT Probably weather. cold. Probably. It is going to be uh, 60. Uh, that's okay. But, I take it, it but at kickoff, it looks like it's going to be about between 45 and 55. Um, so cold. It's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just, I, there is a, there's a longstanding rule in wagering. Don't ask bad teams to do good. Yeah. I'm not asking. I think this is easier than I'm making it. Yeah. I think Houston rolls not only because I think Houston's not necessarily as bad as we feared, but probably mm-hmm. not as good as we hoped, but also because UConn is so bad. They're yeah. so bad. Uh, yeah, Houston should cover. Uh, even if you're a Houston fan, don't watch this game. No, just Use don't. The, you Guys. Just check it on your phone. Go yeah. run some errands. Go do something Spend with the husband with or wife. Yeah. 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 Family. Yeah. Catch up with family. Gabriel J. said, I think Carthage Bulldogs can beat UConn. UConn's bad. <laughs> I don't like, think and, that's a and Again, bad I know that there are some programs that we cover in this state who They're are really in that bad. bottom five yeah. top conversation uconn's really uconn's bad. also they're also unwatchably bad oh they're bad like oh, there's yeah. like some bad teams that we'll watch and it's like yeah eh, they're doing stuff like you UConn, know okay I don't here's the weird thing anything. rice is a bad team that i will watch yeah rice Fun. is an entertainment. you've been on the rice train all I season i am but this is i think i think houston's gonna have their way with them i'm going yeah. with houston what's next all right up next we will go to the Big 12 TCU taking on Kansas State 1:30 p.m. on Saturday. TCU favored on the road by three and a half. So this is a big, like, like a, a fantastic matchup of two teams that, if I were to describe them with an emoji, it would be the shrug emoji. Mm-hmm. Like, can you do oh. that for us? There we go. Yeah, we need a oh. demonstration. <laughs> um, who knows, yeah. right? Kansas State has had times where they looked great, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I think that we are really overrating that win they had over Mississippi State. Oh, Mississippi State looks bad right now. Yeah, that's. I think we're starting to figure out that that, that win feels better than it actually looks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, TCU, you're right. They're de- you brought up a great point. Like their defense has been okay, mm-hmm. and like I think it that hasn't there, been what we what we what we're used to. There are a lot of teams in the country who would kill to have a defense like this. Sure. But their defense is only pretty good, mm-hmm. okay. And when you're going up again, and in that case, whenever you're you're the the way that you're playing offense is uh, that's gonna that's you know the, your offense is struggling like that. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a problem. Yeah. Here though, here is the key, and this is why I'm taking TCU on the road minus three and a half. Okay. TCU averaging five and a half yards a carry. Mm-hmm. We can certainly argue as to where those that number came from right. because they they ran it up against some teams and have gone MIA on other teams, right? I think we all agree that if TCU is going to win the game, they have to run the ball. Sure, right? The quarterback situation is just not good. Yeah, right. Here's that. Kansas State's 124th in the nation in rushing defense. Mm-hmm. 
They are not a team that stops to run well. Their front seven, which is weird for a Kansas State team, but right. like yeah, their front right. seven, no, very different. Their front seven just hasn't been all that good. As a result, that is to me the key to the game. TCU pounds the rock. They win this game. I'm going to take TCU minus three and a half. And the one thing I will say is like, I mean, Max Duggan didn't look terrible last time we saw him. No, he was fine. He uh, was granted, fine. it was a lot of garbage time. It was. Lot, I think they scored like 14 of their points in the in the last quarter. They you know in the final quarter, um, I, you know. But it's not going to be on his shoulders. No. You know, um, yeah, I agree. I think TCU covers, and I think they win outright. So, yeah. What's next? Up next, we have Temple at number 19, SMU, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. SMU favored by 7.5 at home. So, you know how you can tell if somebody's a college football um, f- fraud fan? Mm-hmm. Is oh. if they're like, Temple. Right. I'm going to roll over there. Guys. Temple's pretty good. Don't yeah. sleep on it. Temple. Temple, <laughs> Temple ruined Shahan's travel schedule. He was going to go to that <laughs> SMU Memphis game. He was going to try to go to that Memphis game, game, and now it doesn't matter. Like well, this game matters more. <laughs> and it's not just that. Like they've been pretty good all year long. And, yeah. and what's interesting about Temple is that nothing about them is particularly flashy. Mm-hmm. They are not. They don't really have. I mean, God, who's their best offensive weapon? Um. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a team that is particularly sexy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, their best offensive weapon is probably their quarterback, Anthony Russo, who's been, right. who's been pretty good. Right. Um, got a pretty decent running back in Ramon Davis as well. But they, 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 they're not a sexy team. But what they do is they win on the margins really well, mm-hmm. okay? They, f- they, they, they win the turnover margin. Um, they are a team that, um, that they, for- they force a lot of fumbles, they pick off. They've 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 picked off six passes this year. They've in fact, or or they picked off four passes this year. They force your hand a lot, um, and, and that is something they make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This is a big gut chip time. And beyond that, by the way, their defense is pretty good. Like yeah. just overall, their defense is pretty good. This is the big question, though: is where is SMU's head at after what has happened in the last two weeks? Right, which mm-hmm. is. Really, the last two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. which is everybody starts lavishing praise on them, and then they go out there and they nearly choke it away, <laughs> immediately, yeah, double nearly overtime. choke it away, <laughs> but they don't, and they win, and then they go to a bye week, and now they come home and play Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's tough to call. Seven and a half makes me tense because I think if this were six, I'd go with SMU. I'm gonna trust the home field. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna trust Ford Ford Field. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to go with, with SMU. I think SMU covers that, although if you can buy the hook and get that thing down to seven, I would do it. But anyway, I'm going to say SMU minus seven and a half. I don't feel great about that, though. I think, I'm going, to run with it. I think I'm going to run with that as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. God, that, uh, I just hope SMU isn't looking down the road to next week That's a little bit because they, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a banged up, or not banged up, but like it's a damaged Houston team, but it's still... Thursday Dangerous. night, national television. Right. Like that could, like if they win this game, that could be their coming out party to the rest of the country saying, like, hey, look, this is this SMU team is a legitimate contender for that New Year's Six Bowl. Um and I I, I just hope Yeah. I don't know. I know I know they know that Temple is one of the best teams in the AAC right now, but I don't know. Something tells me that I don't want them to be looking one week ahead to that in state yeah. matchup. That right? is that is the biggest thing for me. Is is to me if you're asking me who's the better team, SMU or Temple? SMU is mm-hmm. a better team. If you're asking me who is, you know, that the home field advantage, who's a favorite? Obviously SMU. But there's just like all those other things swirling. It's, it's just what makes me a little bit nervous. And defense travels well, always. Defense travels. Usually. Their, defense been, their defense has been pretty good. And they're, you know, and, and I don't know. It, it'll, it'll be a really interesting matchup. I'm very interested in this one. What's next, Ashley? Up next, heading back to the Big 12, number 18, Baylor at Oklahoma State, 3 p.m. on Saturday. OSU favored at home by four. Yeah, and another, I mean, talk about a ranked team, albeit on the road, mm-hmm. but a ranked team um, that is that is an underdog is, is interesting. And, and again, part of this, I think, is that I don't know if Vegas knows what to do with Oklahoma State because yeah. this is a team that, has at times looked really, really good. And mm-hmm. we know there's a lot of pieces I really like. I love Chuba Hubbard. Yep. I think we're obviously fans of Spencer Sanders around mm-hmm. here. They can be very they can be very dangerous. Um, but I also think that their defense is only okay. And mm-hmm. I think that Baylor should be able to rip them up. A lot of this game comes down to whether or not Charlie Brewer plays well. You know, and, yeah. and if they're able to I mean, because if, if Charlie Brewer plays like he did for the first three quarters against 
against Tech, mm-hmm. they're going to lose. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's but, just they, they can't they can't risk that. Right. I think one of the things me and Sean were talking about was this isn't a game where Charlie Burr can get away with throwing for 200 yards. Mm-mm. Right. He's got to lead him. Because, I mean, whether Spencer Sanders turns the ball over or not, regardless, he's going to throw for 300 plus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Baylor's defense, especially now without a, a – um, Clay Johnson. Clay Johnson. That makes me yeah. nervous That's too. Huge. Well, and that is to me. You, you hit on. You hit on one of the big things, mm-hmm. which is um, that this game I think is largely going to be determined on whether or not Oklahoma State can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Baylor's de- Baylor's run defense has been very good this year. Mm-hmm. Very good this year. They are also losing their best run stopper. Yeah. Clay Johnston is undoubtedly their best player and their best player in, the, in that linebacker core. That is going to be a huge, huge challenge for them. Oh man, this is this is really tough to call. Rob S said that Vegas is begging you to bet Baylor. <laughs> uh, they really are, and I'm I'm going to fall for it. I'm going to take Baylor plus four. Maybe that makes me a, a state of Texas homer because I've only taken state of Texas team so far. But I'm going to take Baylor plus four. I don't feel good about it. The I, ba- Baylor, Baylor's uh, like Vegas is Vegas is tempting me. Mm-hmm. I I'm going to bite the apple. I'm gonna <laughs> I don't know if I take them outright, but I think Oklahoma State covers. Okay. All right. Wait, you think Oklahoma State covers? Yes. Oh, oh, wait, sorry, they're favored. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I think Oklahoma State covers. I'll take them. I'll take them yeah. outright. And okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and a win. This Baylor team has been shaky, and I'm just something's yeah. waiting for something's them. Something's waiting Some, to happen. It, it, right. It's, like some, yeah. The, it's this yeah. is one of those moments in a season that I think is important. It's wobbling. Yeah. Right. It's wobbling. It's they're a turning point. Granted, yeah. granted, they played terribly uh, last week and the week before. Uh, not terribly, but they played pretty poorly last mm-hmm. week. Brewer looked really bad. They still won. Granted, yes, yes, we do know tech fans. Yes, uh, we're aware. Fraction, it's very bad. Yeah. very bad. Save your tweets. Um, but Baylor's found a way to come out, pull mm-hmm. some of these games out. I just feel it's like a big it's road been, test they've been on teasing fate. Yeah, very, very tempting yeah. with fate. And this is, so. I mean, this is, I mean, who are they? And it's in Stillwater. That's another they, thing. Big Twelve is littered with these random places where it's hard to play. Ames, Stillwater, Lubbock. Stillwater is one of those places. Well, really, is it at night? Is that night? Three. And here's the thing: this is oh, only okay. their this is only their second trip away from McLean Stadium. And you look at their other two, they go to Rice, yeah. okay, and they, by the way, got dicey, <laughs> and they go to Kansas State, and they, they win, but they pull away late. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go Baylor. I don't feel good about it at all. This is my least confident pick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Oklahoma State. Okay. What's next, Ashley? All right. Up next, heading to some Conference USA matchup, Middle Tennessee at Apogee Stadium with North Texas, 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Saturday. UNT favored at home by seven and a half. Cool. Middle Tennessee. I was going to say, you said, said one said chance, and then I it said was it done. last week. Yeah. I was going to take North Texas uh, with their uh, their game last. Who did they play last week? Uh, Southern Miss. Southern yeah. Miss. Southern Miss. I said no. I'm going to take. I'm going to ride with North Texas. I'm going to ride one, one more time. Nope. Done. Middle Tennessee covers. Yeah. Middle Tennessee covers. I don't, I don't even need to look at this. And here's the funny thing: is I think Middle Tennessee is not all that great. Their offense mm-hmm. is not very good. Um, they are held in a lot of games. Uh, really. I'm not even sure how. Um, they're not all that good. But I've been burned too many times. I'm oh, not going to yeah. put my hand on the stove again. No, and too, I still don't know. Do we? Do you all know if Trey Siggers is back yet? Uh, from what I, 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 I don't believe he is. I don't, yeah. And Mason was in the tent for half the time the last game, and the defensive backs looked, yeah. it was, yeah, I don't I know how you. bad of a season Mason finds having right now. He is currently 107th in, court, in QBR in the nation. Makes me very sad. It's not all his fault, but he level. is not helping matters this year. What's next, Ashley? <sighs> That, yeah, that one that one hurts my heart. <laughs> um, up next, another conference USA. E, Rice at UTSA, 5 p.m. on Saturday. Rice, Greg Tepper's Rice Owls are favored to win by four and a half on the road. How bad of a shape is UTSA in? Owen <laughs> 6 Rice is favored on, on the, the road. road. Okay, guys. <laughs> Jeffrey is so happy about this Here's one. Here's your fun fact. We're going to the single camera. The only thing about this <laughs> that makes me happy is I love fun facts. You know that I, I, have, a, a, I have a deep love for fun facts. Yeah. Here's your fun fact for this game. This is the first time Rice has been favored on the road since 2015. Okay? <laughs> 2015. I was, yeah. The last time. Okay? Now, I think, honestly, it's a good line. It's a great line. I think it's a great line because... Yes, the I think people are going to look at that and they're going to have the exact reaction you had. Which oh, is, and six. Oh, and six and on, the on the road. <laughs> but I think we've been talking a lot about how this is a better than their record indicates. Oh, and six rice team, right? They are better. They are better than that. And furthermore, 
what is UTSA without Frank Harris, who now, by the way, is officially out for the year? Yeah. Like, they have they have tried to turn into this power running team. Mm-hmm. They've tried to, to become that kind of that kind of squad. Going up against Rice, that honestly does a decent job of stopping the run. Um, this is a this is a team that I think I don't know. It it I'm I'm really, really intrigued by this game. I know you said don't like don't watch that Houston Yukon game. I'm gonna watch the heck out of this game. Oh, this game's gonna be great. <laughs> this game's gonna be fun. <laughs> And and here's the like Rice's offense. We know how bad they are, mm-hmm. but UTSA's defense is bad. Oh yeah. And by the way, you start saying, "Oh well, boy, you know, if, if Rice isn't running the ball, then then how are they going to move the ball?" Well, UTSA can't stop the run. Yeah. Okay. And then you look on the other side, and you're like, "Oh boy, um, you know, it, you know, Rice's defense is not all not been all that good." Well, the one thing they do decently is stop the run, mm-hmm. which is all UTSA is going to do. I think this is a really savvy line from from. Vegas. I think they've sniffed this game out. I'm going to take Rice. I think Rice I think Rice goes on the road. I think they win this game. We will not hear the end of this if they win this game. But you will by, be so by, excited. By 5 or so. I think they, I think they win this game. I I just have I don't have any faith in the UTSA offense right now. Like, like none. It's it, it hurts my heart. Yeah. But it, I just don't have any I, faith in them. I definitely no. I'm taking Rice. Um man. Uh, because well here here's the crazy thing. Does Frank Wilson last till Monday? If That's, they lose this that game? is a big question. Is, is if UTSA loses this game, it's their homecoming. Well, they are oh, they are hosting zero and six Rice on the road after one of the worst attended games last week against UAB. Mm-hmm. If they if they lose and and by the way, A and M is next up on the road at A right. and M. A bye week than that, and it is a bye week. Yeah. And do you um, do you basically rip I the, wonder? Well, like, here, here's that's what I'm looking at is like you look at that A and M game coming up. And you, do you rip the, obviously, but <laughs> dun, do you dun, rip dun. the bandit off and just say, you know, because that that's basically a free pass to whoever is the coach, mm-hmm. whether it's Frank Wilson or interim whoever. Do you rip the bandaid off after if they lose this game and just say, yeah, deal with A and M, whatever. Um, what's the Old rest? Dominion. What's the Old rest? Dominion, Old Southern Dominion. Miss, FAU, and La Tech. I mean, right. it's going to go bad from right. here on out. Right. Do you just rip the bandaid off after this game, saying like, look, we need something because UTEP's off the schedule, right? They beat UTEP. Right. That's that's this is, the quote unquote gimme win. This is this is the this is the danger zone. And yeah. especially especially if Rice walks in there, if they wa- walk in there and they body them, like if they walk in there and they If it's 21 they, to 3, they, they work them. If it's 21-3, yeah, I think I think he might be gone, which makes me sad cuz I I like Frank Wilson a lot. What's next, Ashley? Um up next we have a Big 12 matchup. Oh, we got Longhorn Network special. Yeah, <laughs> Kansas at number 15, Texas, 6 p.m. Saturday, Texas, favored by 21 at DKR. So every, everybody everybody got really excited, really excited about about Kansas, right? Did they? Because, well, <laughs> they were two, were, were they 2-0 at one point? <laughs> no. E- were they, or were they 2-1? 2-1. Uh, I think they were 2-1. That's right. Someone looked um, everyone got really excited about them. Uh, and then we kind of got some more data on them, and we started going, oh, Oh, well they oh they're just they're just not all that good. Um, yeah, they beat Boston College. That they beat BC, and that's yeah. when everybody kind of got excited because didn't they beat them on the road? Yes, like a road mm-hmm. FBS. Yeah. boy, Boston College. Um, <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Kansas is not very good. The only thing that should hold you up in this game is whether or not Texas can cover the 21. Um, and look, I've got some significant concerns about the Texas secondary. And Kansas's passing <laughs> <DBU>. <laughs> and, and, and Kansas's Kansas's passing game is not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's not awful. Um, I have some concerns about that. Yeah. But I don't see how Kansas slows down Texas. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is I think te- I think Texas is going to be able to score pretty regularly mm-hmm. i think that's going to be a big help for them um i i'm not going to overthink this i'm going to take texas minus 21 no don't overthink it um the only thing texas should be worried about in this game is making sure that the glaring errors they showed against oklahoma along yes. the offensive line mm-hmm. along the secondary aren't present in this game yes play a clean game yeah play a clean game that's the biggest thing what's next ashley up next, we'll head back to Conference USA. We've got UTEP heading down to Florida International in Miami, 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. FIU favored by 24 points at home. Yeah, so That's a big one. let's talk a little bit about Florida International. Um, this is a team that is 3-3. Three and three. They're coming off of back-to-back wins over very bad teams. 
you could make a real argument that they had not beaten a good team. Mm-hmm. They beaten Charlotte, UMass, and New Hampshire. They got beat up by Tulane. They lost to Western Kentucky. They lost to Louisiana Tech. Well, here's the good news for them is that they're not playing a good team this week. <laughs> um, they are a team that is, I would say, solid offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, they're solid offensively. Uh, most especially, they, they are a pretty decent running team. I don't know why I'm t- going on and on about this. <laughs> Because they're playing UTEP, mm-hmm. and God love you, UTEP. I'm rooting for you very, very much. But I think this is a bad. I think this is not only a team that's better than them, but I also think it's a bad matchup because they don't. Stop, UTEP does not stop the r- run very well. And by the way, the one thing, the one weakness you could draw for FIU, or the biggest weakness, is that they are a team that that does not stop the run. In fact, they stop the run about as badly as UTEP does. Mm-hmm. But UTEP can't run the ball, and it's like. They can't move the ball, period. And yeah. that is a huge, huge concern. Uh, 24 is a lot, though. Yeah, it that's is a lot. Road. Yeah. But it's not out of the road. Don't ask Pat to do good. I'm taking FIU. Mm, I'm taking you up to cover. I, I love lost, it. I love it. I, I support you. I hope you game. win. They've lost one game by over 20. Ooh, that's interesting. Tech was the only team that beat, beat them 30-3. to Their other losses are Nevada, 37-21. Uh, Southern Miss, 31-13. UTSA, 26-16. They have not gotten their butts kicked this year. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, you, you convinced me. I'm taking okay. UTEP. All right. We're making that an official pick, um, yeah, by I'm, the I'm, way. I've got it. I'm, I've got it. I'm, take, I'm taking <laughs> UTEP. Officially. I'm taking UTEP. All and right. This will be the best troll ever. If FIU beats them 60-3, I'm calling you. As the final gun happens. Ish will officially be my favorite person if that happens. Uh, All right. Finally. <laughs> finally. Head over to the SEC. Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Uh, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. A&M favored on the road by six and a half. So, um, thoughts? Yeah, I have some. Ole Miss is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, they are a bad SEC team. Now, mm-hmm. there are a lot of – there are a lot of being a bad SEC team makes you middle of the pack. They're going to finish like six and six or whatever. Right. Um, the biggest thing that stands out to me about about them is that for a team that has always prided itself on that land shark defense, mm-hmm. dude, it seems like they get ripped mm-hmm. apart in the passing game. Oh every no, that, that's week. that's thrown out the window. They're like, we just need to score. Like they, <laughs> they're like, we have one goal here. We're just gonna score. We're gonna give up thirty. We Their just secondary is really bad. They're really bad. Yeah, and so for me. I don't know. I, I think that I think that A and M is better than Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Going on the road scares me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think they're better than them. The biggest question is: Are they going to be able to protect Kelmont? Sure. So I was going to come down to this. This is a middling defensive front yeah. by SEC standards mm-hmm. for uh, for uh, Ole Miss. Uh, they don't force. They don't do many like splash plays. They don't get many splash plays, and that is going to be the thing. We haven't even mentioned the Ole Miss offense, which is fine. They're basically entirely relying on running the ball. Mm-hmm. If they're not running the ball, then they're just—it's a rich rod offense. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it is. So if they're not running the ball, and in fact they were running out a pair of running backs or quarterbacks last week, uh, they had like a freshman who was basically entirely a runner, and mm-hmm. then and then some and then. The, kind of their standard throwing guy, but they they cannot throw the ball very well. Um, they're going to need to run the ball. If you're if you're a And M, you got to shore up that running game or the running defense. I'm going to trust the Aggies. I'm going to go with a And M minus six and a half on the road at Ole Miss. I think they're able to cover that. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you one thing. A mm-hmm. better win this game, boy. Because look, yeah. because you it have it gets you, real hot. You yep. it gets real hot. You have Ole Miss this week. Yeah, Mississippi State, not great. Probably w- definitely should be favored in that Better game. Better than Ole Miss, though. Yeah. Better than Ole Miss, but should win should win that mm-hmm. game. UTSA, that's a win. Not to win. <laughs> South Carolina, not as much. Suddenly, win no, Suddenly yeah. Not a not a pushover. And, and then you win. Win. then you then you end the season at Georgia at LSU. I mean, those, those are, are losses. Those are two losses. Those are two Sorry. losses. Mm-hmm. If one of them was a Kyle Field, maybe I'd give you a puncher's chance at making it get a competitive game, but not Hard on the road. Pattern. Absolutely not on the road. This is a big game. This is a big game because then you're looking at let's see, you have three wins. It sets up that one, back half. Two, three. Three. Yeah, if you lose this game, you need 
Mississippi State, UTSA, South Carolina. You need to win those games to get bowl eligible. If you if you win this game, you maybe can drop one of those. Yeah. Two. If you if you win this game, this is or, this yeah is, one of those three. This sorry. is um, step likes to call it a buffer win. Yeah. When we're talking about high school playoff yeah. stuff, this would be a buffer win. You yeah. to get bowl eligible. And we thought this was a seven to eight win team yeah. regardless. And now we're thinking it's a six to seven win team. Right. And, and if they lose this game, there's a possibility it's a five win team. This is <laughs> this is the difference between a six and seven, like six and seven in my mind. Sure. I think they win those other three, but this is the difference between six and seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are my free money picks. I like Texas Tech my, a plus seven at home against Iowa State. I like or I like Houston minus twenty two at Connecticut. I like TCU minus three and a half at Kansas State. I like SMU minus seven and a half at home against Temple. I like Baylor plus four at Oklahoma State. I like Middle Tennessee plus seven and a half at North Texas. I like Rice minus four and a half at UTSA. I like Texas minus twenty one at home against Kansas. I like UTEP plus twenty four at Florida International. Ishmael, and I like Texas A&M my six and a half. Oh man, I am hoping. I don't for feel that good. One. I don't feel good about. You know, here's why I don't feel good about these picks suddenly. I, I picked almost entirely Texas teams, mm-hmm. and I don't feel good about that. No, nope. because we don't we don't get nice things around here. Anyway, those are my free money picks. Now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts should be most favorite. Um, so going back to two two final thoughts here. One, um, Amber Keith, when we were talking about the mm-hmm. was it the Yamboree? Yes. Earlier? Okay. She, uh, <laughs> she said, knows. Yeah, said I am so excited to oh, learn no. about this treasure. <laughs> All right. Segments Puns. over. Segments over. <sighs> Show's canceled. You don't appreciate the minor <laughs> things in life like puns. <laughs> I almost made one about rice earlier, but we'll save it for another day. Um, and then the last one is Mies wants to know, can Greg share why he's been running contrary to his running hurts and its dumb stance? Will you be running a Thanksgiving turkey trot? So I want to start by saying that I am 100% right. That running, hurt, <laughs> running sucks and it hurts. Yeah. And you should never do it. It's hurt mm-hmm. and it's dumb. Yes, that it was the exact quote. It's all dumb. It's very bad. That should be in your Twitter bio. Uh, I've been running because it's 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 football season, and football season means suit season. Yeah. you got to fit in these suits, baby, because <laughs> those checks got to clear. Because otherwise, Mrs. Tepper will be very mad. <laughs> so uh, she doesn't actually care how I look at this point. She's yeah, just, just like, make ah, sure the checks keep rolling. Yeah, keep, these checks keep she coming. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> you, uh, are you running a Thanksgiving turkey trot? That was the I second half the of the question. Um, no, I mean, you're like, rot, why ruin the best day of the year with something terrible? <laughs> that, sure. that hurts and waking it's dumb. Up, like waking up extra early. <laughs> yeah, waking up extra early. My family used to do that every year. We'd go down to downtown Dallas and do the turkey trot. And then I just started saying, you know what? I'm an adult. <laughs> and I will not I'd be trotting. Actually, you know what I can do is sleep. Uh, probably not. Maybe. I reserve the right to change my mind, but probably not. Anyway, running's dumb and you should never do it. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to the Pro Football Hall of Famer Kelly Houston for joining us earlier. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailbag Friday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>